I am joined by my man, Money Mayo. Thank you, sir. Been a long time since I've been on the show. Appreciate you having me on. Thank you. Absolutely. Uh, and once again, I have uh, shit at this point. It seems like a tag team partner. You guys got uh, a, a shtick going here. Uh, Jay Money. What's going on, yo? So, sir. Sir. Yes, sir. Cheers, brother. There we go. We in this bitch. So, uh, we'll start it off. You know, obviously, draft is. Draft is the only sports of entertainment or entertainment of sports we have right now. So draft is next week. So this year it's more, I would say it's more magnified just because a lot of, no, we have nothing happening in sports other than NFL Horse free racing. agency. What's that? Horse racing. Yeah. I mean, if you're into that type of deal, I, <laughs> I mean, I imagine they're, play, they're playing a tennis match over in France or something like that. I imagine right now, you yeah. can find some type of sport, but one that's actually interesting is another story. Right. Uh, so, I mean, we'll get straight into it. We'll, we'll eventually hop into the kind of the draft as a whole, but, uh, I, I think this is more so important, more important than like actually the player that's available for the chiefs in that spot. But, uh, and I'll start with you, Mayo. Uh, what do you think is the most important position for the chiefs to take in the first round? So, uh, and that'll be the key word, important. Um, obviously, I would say you you would say corner. Um, we lost the corner. We re-signed a corner to a first round, or I'm sorry, a one-year deal. Um, and the 2020 draft is, at least for the top-tier players at cornerback, it's deep. You know what right. I mean? It's deep. So, uh you know, we're sitting there at 32, and there's a Jeff Gladney there out of TCU. Uh, God, there's so many players. I mean, if, there, if there's a corner there, you know, I wouldn't be upset with us pulling the trigger. And I, so, you know, that's what I'm going to say is I'm, I'm going to say cornerback. That, that would be my answer. That would be uh, the most wanted in the first round. Right. Now, same question for you, but it's not really so unlike – who do you want? It's like for this team, what position are we shortest at, and we need the help the most? Just I mean, pure I don't position know about wise. Shortest and and need the most, but if I was the one calling the shots, I would go with running back, just for the simple fact that you, you got an offense that is capable of taking you to the Super Bowl, and we obviously just seen that. So why not? fulfill the offense with a running game if we got a running game our offense is going to be that much better and then at that point we could have i mean we could even say maybe even the worst defense in the league and still have a great chance so let me bounce it let me bounce it off of that real quick justin would you say overall as the chiefs team if you were the gm of the kansas city chiefs you would say that's the most wanted position right now? Like, we'll I mean, that. because you got to figure, you lost a starting cornerback. You know what I mean? Juan Thornhill got an injury at free safety. Now, I want to say take a, a free safety there at, at the first round. Um, but you would definitely have to think about the defensive backs overall. You know what I and mean? I, I think you could get a good defensive back in the second or third round. Right. I right. mean, I think you could get a linebacker there, too. I mean, 
I don't know. I, I would think. But that, that also tells you the comfort level that you have and the depth with the cornerback position because you're more likely to get – You know, obviously, that I take that with a grain of salt. Uh, but you – the guys who are getting drafted that high are more proven. Mm-hmm. So getting corners back in the second and third and fourth and fifth round, like what is like the most position of need? Not – we can get by with this being our poorest position, but like if you were just to take by position of need, we'll get into like what you want. Right? Is it still running back? You still think that's like the worst room we have? I just think that if we fill that spot, then it don't matter. I mean, obviously defense still matters, but I think the defense would be able to get by just fine with a third round cornerback in a. You know, whatever else. I think if we have a running game to add to our dynamic offensive throwing game, then, I mean, I just think that it would complete us as a whole on offense, and then from there we can work on the defense. I think the defense would be easy to piece together after you fulfill that running back position because then you can put your full focus into the defense after that. So even with all the positions that we're so deep in and in, in, in all the, and I will say it, it's stars that we have on offense, Mahomes, Kelsey, Mitchell Swartz, right tackle, uh, Eric Fisher is, I will He's say. He's solid. You got to give him that. I'm going to give solid. him, I'm going to give him a, above average grade. We're, we, we, Resigned Sammy Watkins, Tyreek Hill's on a contract, Travis Kelsey's on a contract, Andy Reid is known to throw that ball. You know what I mean? So to 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 add a running back to it, and I'm with you in that. That that that's more of a wish. You know what I mean? Right. That's that's a wish for me. I hope, and I mean, Adam talked about this before the podcast started. That's a wish. I hope the Chiefs do add a running back either first, second, third, fourth, fifth round, uh, but. As of a need, I would definitely say corner. I would definitely say I wouldn't be opposed to edge rusher because you want to talk about a little bit of the edge rushers there. Uh, Frank Clark maybe hasn't lived exactly up to the contract that he signed. Chris Jones is kind of up in the air at this point. At, at this point that we're recording this podcast, at this point Chris Jones is up in the air. So to add an edge rusher, I wouldn't be opposed to that either, but I, I would say just overall in that first round, like if we're going to sit there at 32 in the first round, I want to see defense. That, that Like if I was a GM, I'm going, okay, what's my best available player on defense, you know? And that's what makes me so excited for this draft overall. This draft is very deep. It's very deep. You know, I think the most weakest point in this draft is interior offense alignment and maybe even tackles. Well, then maybe that's where we should go. Because, I mean, let's so, be honest, and we that, could use that. And that's actually a great segue because we've had this conversation before. That would probably be a once of mine. Like if something's available for something interior, that would definitely be a one of mine. Do something that's going to keep Patrick healthy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, like that. I, I think you got to keep your franchise standing up there. Right. For the next I think that's first years. and foremost important. Even using a first round pick on him, but that would be like, you know, what's available. Obviously, because there's not interior linemen right. going that high typically in the draft. I mean, can you draft a tackle and move them over? <laughs> that's very possible. Andy Reid kind of likes those linemen to right. begin with, anyways. But 
if I'm to just go purely based on need, the so so I'm kind of split on this on the need of uh, linebacker and cornerback. So I think linebacker is something that needs to be addressed as well. Be my problem with the cornerback is is you go three deep and do you trust Fenton to be that number three? Mm-hmm. So as far as position of absolute need that we need just purely based on the numbers that we have on our team right now, I think it would definitely be corner. So if, if that was, that would be the most, at that point, you're not taking the best player available. You're, you're filling needs at that point. Though. So, so we are talking draft and, and you've been kind of keeping up with the mock draft. Mm-hmm. So are you kind of familiar with any of the linebackers a little bit, maybe? Uh, so what I'll give you is uh, yeah. I, there's been, there's a kid out of Oklahoma. I can't hold on. I'll bring him up. Well, I'll, I'll throw a couple names out there. You got Patrick Queen. You got uh, the kid out of Oklahoma, Murray. Murray. Uh, yeah. th- there's linebackers there, and you know, obviously, the draft is a crapshoot. You never know who's going to go where. Someone always slides. So, with the defensive back position this year being so deep in the draft, you know. How sour would you be if we took best available linebacker over best available cornerback? Like if we had the best available cornerback – okay, let me rephrase that. Let's say we had the third best available cornerback over the top linebacker at 32. Oh, I'd go linebacker all day. Go linebacker all day. Yeah, exactly. For sure. Uh, I'd go linebacker because – I mean, who's your linebackers right now? You got uh, Hitchens in the middle. He's going to be there for sure. He's okay. making too much money not to start. And then you have Reggie Ragland. He left. No, he's gone. He's gone. Oh, I'm he went to Detroit. Oh, that's your boy. Gone. Let's edit this. Let's go back. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my boy too, Reggie. Yeah, he y'all. Was. You, you, do do you your thing in Detroit, on. Reggie. That's that's my boy, man. Yeah. So. Uh, I have a – so you have, yeah, you have Hitchens, you have Neiman, Dorio Daniel. Um, did we bring Lee or what's uh, the other uh, guy back? Darren Lee. Uh, and, 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 and did, you know, you said Dorian O'Daniel. He's a, so much of a hybrid, you know, because he's lined up as nickelback. Yeah. Uh, you're going four defensive backs. He's lining up as one of them. You know what I mean? I mean, Dorian O'Daniel, he's a he's a versatile guy. So I wouldn't really – I wouldn't be sour if we had him as a starter, but do I think he would produce? That's the question with you know him at this mean? point. Yeah, we don't know. Because last year he got more playing time last – or two years ago under Bob Sutton's scheme than he did as a 4-3 linebacker under Spagnolo and that's kind of he might be in that weird spot where he's kind of just in between right. on this particular roster. Uh the good news is he has the speed to play the outside. I think he's a little too small for inside in the 4-3, but he has the speed to play the outside and play coverage and uh the problem is is why didn't he get any playing time other than on special teams last year? So obviously they seen something that they wasn't huge fans of. But they, uh, Damian Wilson was that other linebacker. There you go. There you go. Uh, And that's, I'll have to check those two back. I I can't remember if Lee and Damian Williams are on the team. 
Well, we knew Lee and Damian Williams, or I'm sorry, Damian Wilson was on the team yeah. last year, and uh, and I was a big fan of Darren Lee coming out of the draft. He came he came out of Ohio State. He was a first round pick. He went to the Jets. It didn't really work out for the you know him with the Jets, and it could have been scheme, it could have been whatever, but he just underachieved there. Right. He came here, and you know he didn't really make a, a lot of noise, but he was solid. You know. He, he, Both he, him and Lee were very solid yeah, for what we got them for. Uh, you know, you'll take that. I mean, they were they weren't guys who absolutely stood out like sore thumbs. They were on the fifty three and they got a Super Bowl ring. And, and, and whether how much credit you want to give them, they had a little, you know, maybe a little bit of part of the success we had there to get that ring, to get that Lombardi here in Kansas City. So right, so we'll still have Damian Wilson uh, on the team. So. You know that as as I find this out, we'll see if I believe Aaron Lee might be on the. But when you talk about best overall linebacker compared to the third best, how does that? How are the linebacking core ranked compared to the corner cornerback core right now coming out in the draft? Right, and just overall, I think the corners are maybe a little bit more deep. And the defensive back position as a whole is a little bit more deep than the linebacking court, but that's not to shade the linebacking court at all. Uh, there is some hitters coming out. Um, Zach Bond, I want to say, out of Wisconsin. He's definitely a hitter. Uh, he's a kid who's been talked about in the late first, early second, maybe even top of the third. Um, but so <clears> – <throat> Just to jump on that, I'm over here looking at your screen. And w- w- so what are you pulled up right here, man? You're on uh, NFL.com. NFL.com. Okay. So with that w- with that mock. Chad Ryder. Chad Ryder's mock from NFL.com. He's got the Chiefs still sitting at 32, not trading out of the pick, and he's taking a center. Lloyd Cushenberry. Uh and there's been, uh, you know, everybody has a mock draft this time of year. I have one. If you if you don't have one, step up and get one. Don't be scared. There's plenty of apps out there right now. You're a football fan. You go like, full seven rounds. I don't go full seven rounds. No, because you know you that you know. I wish I could, but I'm going to top three. You know, I I got enough knowledge of football to go to top three. So. And, I got brutal Reynolds here. He gave us his full seven round mock okay. draft. He's saying Chiefs trade back in the second and pick up a or trade back the first, pick up a second and a fourth and a seventh. That's a lot. To, that is a lot. That's a lot to that's move a lot. from the thirty second spot. So uh, he goes linebacker Ed. I'm not sure exactly who that is. Any idea? So, but he's going linebacker in that position. I have no idea. Uh, I hope Ed shows up in the fucking second round and kicks ass for us. Right, exactly. <laughs> you got a name like Ed. Uh, Bryce Hall. Yes. Bryce Hall in the, the RC. And, I, and I'm familiar with him, and he's a very, you know, uh, as far as college, he was definitely a producer. Right. You know what I mean? He produced in college for sure. Uh, Third round, Brian Edwards. Okay. Uh, fourth round, Jack Driscoll. Uh, another fourth round that we picked up, Roderick Washington, defensive tackle. Fifth round, Daryl Williams, offensive linebacker. And seventh round, Luke Barku. Barku, I'm guessing that's. Mm-hmm. So that that's, you know, 
there's something we can reference this on brutal too so and uh, we'll see what those players end up being uh yeah see i'm not i'm definitely not i couldn't even go seven rounds into no. the draft like that's I, I, yeah, we got we got wife and kids, bro. We can't right, right. <laughs> we can't do them seven rounds. It just it, it ain't feasible for us. Uh, Alex Webb says we need a D lineman who can get pressure, but you also need a good linebacker and cornerback to be able to do that too. There's a lot you can say, really. So you would just kind of say overall the consensus pick is just you know we want to focus on defense in this draft. You know what I mean? Right. And 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 I don't think anybody with those sour. I don't think it's really a want and what can help us be. Most successful, more dynamic. See, my, my but if you're looking at purely position-wise, what we're probably shortest at is on those. I mean, uh, Alex is right. Those are probably the three most important positions that we could use depth at. It, it, I get it, but here's the thing. Okay, so what if Mahomes does get hurt? You feel comfortable with the, our backup coming in and taking us to where we need to get to until he gets back. That's what we or, did this year, though. Or would you feel more comfortable if we had a running game to help that backup quarterback out? Hey, hold on. To fulfill that whole team. Shout out to Matt Moore for holding it down for two yeah, games right there. Exactly. Thank you so much. Matt Moore came in and, and held it down. He did. But I'm just saying – Matt Moore comes back in and has to play six weeks. How are you going to feel about that? You think he's going to be able to hold it down and get us into the playoffs where we need to be? So I don't. My to- thing with like, I I'm not. I'm on the board with uh, uh, Jonathan. I'm gonna say Taylor. Well, Jonathan Taylor. Taylor. So because we all we've all talked about right. that. Uh, I'm on board with the, the kind of the Jonathan Taylor conversation. I'm I'm there for it. Would there be any running back at that pick? No, not any running not back. Not any uh, running back. And the kid Definitely from Oregon, not. too. Uh, we, you said his name earlier. I can't remember. There's it. Dobbins. Is that, that's from Oregon, right? No, Dobbins is out of uh, Ohio State. So, really, in that first – at first round, there's there's three there's three main names. Uh, it's DeAndre Swift, and uh, most of NFL.com, ESPN, so on and so forth. They have DeAndre Swift as a top running back. Is JK and, something? JK not- Dobbins out of uh, Ohio State. He's consideration for that late first round. I haven't seen him really any higher than like twenty five in most mock drafts. Yeah, they don't now. Have- have him in the first round right on NFL. Uh, jk dobbins i think and and then that's kind of what i've seen out of his game uh mid to late first round early to mid second round uh deandre swift um would i be excited about him Sh- sure until he got on the field and he did something you know what i mean but uh from what i seen what he had near georgia uh he he wasn't exactly a game changer He's definitely a serviceable running back, a guy who's going to get the rock a lot. They got him over Jonathan Taylor on this. And a lot of mock drafts do. It's a, a So they have Swift all the way down at 45 for uh, – uh, They got him all the way down at 45 for – You know, and I haven't came across Taylor on this, to be honest with you. Maybe I missed it. Missed it in the first round. No, they got Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, Hilaire, I'm guessing. So, while you're running that there, Frex, and we're kind of still going on with this thing, I want to kind of bounce to that second topic there, your position of need for the entire draft. 
Um, so yeah, we got five picks. One, two, rounds. Got, one, two, three, four, and five. Thirty-two, sixty-three, ninety-six, and one, one thirty-eight, and one seventy-seven. So, mm-hmm. and and just to kind of rapid fire here, like off the top of your head, uh, we've already talked about defensive backs. I think me and you were in agreement with that. Uh, linebacker, me and you were in agreement with that. Running back, we were all three in agreement with that. Do you think there's any other positions of need on the team that you see? Offensive line. Offensive line. Definitely Okay, offensive line. And, and, and would would we all be in agreement with maybe wide receiver? Would we like to see somebody oh, kind of sure. develop for wide receiver? Because you got to think. So how, Sam, Sammy's on a one-year deal. Uh Demarcus right. Robinson's on a one-year deal. We know Tyreek's going to be here for a little bit, but you know, uh, someone goes down behind those two. So past this year, what you can only count on is Hardman and Tyreek. Yep, that's it. Yep. So, is it one of those deals where we ride out with what we have this year, chasing the title once again, trying to go back to back? Because you have this position bolstered at this point your top four receivers like they will make i think just about any team i think demarcus robinson was probably disappointed in the market well, they, that he they, got. right and well and the eagles were going after him hard the titans were going after him hard there was teams out there going after him hard right i think demarcus robinson demarcus robinson i hope you come across this podcast and tell me i'm wrong about this but i think he took that hometown discount i think he wanted to be here with pat and, and play and play Pat and, and and stay with Andy and stay in Kansas City and keep that room going. You know what I mean? Uh, because there was a market out there for him. So, like, what's the terms of the markets for that year? I mean, for for what he was, I would assume that he was probably getting one year contract offers for the most part. Maybe two for like less money. You know what I mean? Right. And I think that because the when they did the collective bargain agreement, they have like this player exception rule where you play him, pay him like one million towards the salary cap or something like right. that. And his real number is like three and a half million. So I, I don't think his market would have been too far off of that. So if he's getting offered, you know, four one, four two, someone else, yeah, I think that I think there was a hometown discount that did come into it, but I don't think the market offset at the home downtown discount to where it was like, oh, man, this dude is, like, doing God's work right. here, just taking that much less. Right. Uh, so, for me, that's that position where, you know, you you can go into next year getting a, a veteran cheap wide receiver that you're talking to be your three. And so, so for me, it's kind of like what – what round are we talking about developing this guy? That right. that's kind of my main thing. Right. Um, and this is going to be sound contradicting. There's been talks of them taking a wide receiver in the first round, and I wouldn't be upset at that. And 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 I say that though, and I'll let you keep going. I would I wouldn't be upset at that because, and I think this is the consensus. If you go online and you look at this, this is the most deep. And I keep saying that about a lot of positions, but out of all the positions, wide receiver, this is the most deep receiver draft class. Some experts have said since 96, when you had Isaac Bruce and you had T.O. and you had, I mean, just you name down the list there. This this wide receiver class is super deep, super deep. Right. We're talking six wide receivers going in the first round. You know what I mean? I mean, 
uh, your top tiers are Jerry Judy and C.D. Lamb, and it's flip a coin. You know what I mean? Right, because I've seen multiple drafts where it's right, right. So it's super deep at wide receiver this year. Uh, I wouldn't be upset about it, but. I mean, Justin here, you know, if we don't take a running back. <laughs> we wasted our time. We wasted our time. Like Why do we even said, do this? If we ain't got a top-tier running back there, I don't want to take one. All right, so let's bounce, sure. on that. let's bounce on that, Justin. Uh, how how would you feel if we rolled into next season with Damian Williams as our starting oh, running back? man, I'd be butthurt as a motherfucker. Yeah, oh, really? Man. Oh, for sure. My man could have been Super Bowl MVP. Oh, it's, uh, that's where he should have been, really. Right, I no, mean, it, hey. I'll stand up for that. I love Pat more than anybody probably in this room, but so, his numbers were inflated, bro. His numbers, well, that last they touchdown, always are. That's what they I'm saying. Always are. Anytime he has a hundred yard game, he always has a run like that. Exactly. Granted, it's been times where it's been an absolute need. Uh, the problem with him, the only reason we has a 4.0 average because he has like three or four runs on the year where he hit 60-plus yards. He can't stay healthy, and he's not consistent enough to even be a four-yard per carry back. Now, I don't care. You can look back to last year. He ended up hitting 44 yards a carry, but he was hurt, so the attempts weren't there. He was damn near splitting with LaShawn McCoy. Uh, he... The year before that, he had a five-something yard per average. Right. And I thought that same thing kind of inflated. Like, uh, So the the talk of him being MVP, no, if Pat, hands fucking down. Because if we're not – he's not on that field, Damian Williams not even in a position to, to score a second. If that was Matt Moore out there, Chad Henney, than you. We'd be talking about that's obvious, right? Else. But I'm saying so for him, Pat, not to be the MVP when he's the one who, even though he's he struggled in the second and uh, he bounced back late second and early third quarter. So that's another argument. I have people people say that the Niners dominated us in the first half, but I'll, I'll you can. I'll have the argument that we had that first uh, quarter and a half under control, then that middle part of the game we lost until 10 minutes ago in the fourth quarter. But I am uh, – even last year, I was so disappointed going in with the season saying, hey, Damian Williams is number one, no ifs, ands, or buts. Yeah. I don't think he's the – quality of running back that you can actually say that to do you okay so let me spin it to you like this is he a number one in the andy reed system because andy reed has gone through running backs like but has he though i mean he went damn near from jamal to kareem i mean but you, and there's just a couple instances in there where, but I'm talking his entire career, though, because he, he kind of had the pick of the litter there in Philly. You know what I mean? Right. Like, he, Westbrook was special. My man Westbrook. Deuce I, Staley wasn't bad. You went Deuce from, Staley wasn't bad. Right, so you went right, from right. Westbrook to fucking uh, and then he, McCoy. And, 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 right, exactly. And he had Shady. So right. He, he's a, he's got a good eye on talent. Right. And I think we know that overall to what to put on the 53 and who to have out there on game day to suit up. And, and especially a running back to run the rock. But, um, you know, I, I think what it is with Andy is he's a pass-first kind of guy. You know, he's going to look for that pass. Uh, most teams set up the run, the pass. He sets up the pass to run. 
And when we pass, pass, pass with Pat, and he's hitting up Sammy and Kelsey and Hill, then, yeah, Damian Williams is going to get that eight yards per carry. And, you know. Just think if we had a better running back, though. Right. I mean, that's just going to well, we've seen what makes our offensive games that Contradict what I've been saying because I mean, every time I'm on talking dynasty, it's something. Peterson, there's top five running back. In this draft. I mean, you're gonna pick him. Dude's gonna work out. I mean, Jonathan Taylor. My personal opinion, like the 32, more of a bruising running back. Run between the tackles. He's going to smack or not. He's going to smack. And we do need that. And I can't stress that enough. We do need that. And and your other, other running backs, they're kind of zoned. They're kind of, you're going to bounce. You're going to cut. And we're going to keep. But, but isn't that very prototypical type of running back read once? You got yes. yep, to be able to catch the ball out of the backfield yep. in this offense. And that's one thing you have to give Damian Williams. He has been effective out of the backfield. You got, There's not too many passes I remember like, fuck, he dropped that. So he's usually pretty sure-handed. So I completely understand why he's he was our number one anytime that he was healthy this year based on what the roster was. Uh, I know everybody was big on Thompson, but McCoy kind of fucking killed that at the end of the preseason. Mm-hmm. And so I'm probably more comfortable going into this season with him and ensuring that we fill all those other roles because it's one of those things we can with, win with him, him being a 650, 700 yard back. It's right. been proven. Because uh, he's going to have those games where he does break a couple off, you know, two, three. The Vikings game, there wasn't a bigger running hat all year other yep. than, you know, obviously. one yard. Yeah, that, like that. other than the, the touchdown to seal the game for the Super Bowl. But, you know, and we, we've been talking about this for weeks. I, I flip-flop, you know what I mean? Like, just kind of just, just based on, like, that week, what I'm feeling, just kind of what's best for uh and it's not that I would be against running back at all uh, because, you know, I am not a Damian Williams guy at all. Like, at all. Like, you can go back on record. But he should have been Super Bowl MVP, bro. No, Come on, dude. He shouldn't. That second, that, that second run inflated his numbers. If and, and honestly, we were just trying to get first downs. We wasn't trying to score in that situation. It just – Great run by him. Great block by Anthony Sherman. But uh, yeah, that 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 inflated his his numbers. So without that, I think it's uh, you you look at that back differently. But uh, so, so as far as depth, like for, so for to get back to position need for the entire draft, uh, and I'll even rank them for you. Just just kind of what we need. Uh, so I would go, I'd go corner in the first round. Just, I'd go corner first round, edge rusher, offensive line, linebacker, wide receiver. No running back. No running back. 
All right, well, it's been a good podcast. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, no, which, which is crazy because, I'm, like I said, I'm not. Our wishes, our wishes are running back there at 32. Right, no, uh, yeah. so, like, yeah, I, I right. went there. But if I you know about, like, pure, like, if you're, the, the Chiefs were to put this on their whiteboard, the pure position of need, I think that's kind of where we would go. And I'll go just right off the two, the, the, the first two picks. At 32, if my man, uh, Ruiz, the center from Michigan, is there at 32. I'm taking him. And if my man J.K. Dobbins is there at 63, running back out of Ohio State, I'm swooping him up. Uh, so you will go center, running back. I would take a corner at round three. And then I would take two tackles or two offensive linemen back-to-back and just kind of build. That's a line. So with though, and and this is as is. Um, we don't know what's going to happen on Thursday or Friday or Saturday, but we stick with just those five picks. I would make three of them offensive line. Hoping two of them develop, man, because uh, you know, as we said here at the beginning of the podcast, the most important thing is making sure Pat stands upright for the next ten years. You know, so. Um, no, I'm, I'm with that because I've been going insane. And most important thing, everything can be a little bit sir. Because Pat and were a Super Bowl contender. That's all that matters in my opinion. So I have to take the restroom break. But before I get up, I'll throw this question at y'all and kind of let y'all discuss it. All right. So this is going to top three there. And that one's a standout for me. Chris Jones. Uh, Maybe we trade him for Leonard Fournette. Don't you dare! What are you? Oh no! <laughs> we can't pay him. No. Oh, you, you better, man. So, look, look. Can we pay that guy? Let me make this known. With Clark's I would. Con- I want to pay Chris Jones, and I think it won't be be a jinx of other past signees. He kind of fell on his face. Justin Houston got paid, fucking flamed out on us. I think Chris Jones, I mean, he was so important run. Just with him smacking balls down at the line of scrimmage. You know what I mean? And that just is the kind of athlete he is. I want Chris Jones get paid. And still continue to perform, and I think he's good for the locker room. I think all of those things, because actually make that happen. So, like, I think it's one of those deals when you're talking about Chris Jones for you, Chiefs. It's only for this year. After this year, there's not a way we can continue to pe- keep paying. You're not going to pay two guys $100 on your defensive line. And at the end of the day, for me, that's what it comes down to. I mean, there's there's no way that will Pat be in the league. Because let's be honest, that's I'm getting 10 million this year, 15 million this year, 12 million the next year. 
So no position can we keep players like that. So if if you're talking about Chris Jones on the Chiefs, like this this, this is you know it's one of those things where we're like uh, we're going all in once again next year with the best possible players that we already had on our team. If we we'll go through this year. Give me one. We'll go through this. And then next year we'll franchise them again mm. and trade them away. I guess, brother. So that in my so I think that's the route uh, this year. I think they're gonna we're gonna play it out him on the team this year, trade him next year. I think it's an all in type. Does of he deal. play on the franchise tag this year? Oh yeah, yeah. If he does, he don't play. <clears throat> With all everything that's going on. There's, I don't see him going anywhere. And I, I don't think he wants to go anywhere because he knows that he's got the best chance to win a Super Bowl here. I think Patrick Mahomes is going to start bringing Chris Jones in and start making him some money. And I can see it. And I can see it, man. Because Chris has that type of personality, that type of player, so on and so forth. So... Let's play roundtable. What would it What would it take for you to give up Chris Jones? Ooh. So, and that's what you, when you kind of told. Fuck, I'll go first on this one. <laughs> when you was, <laughs> well, it's just because earlier, like you just said, to Justin, because Justin talked about picking up Fournette. It's uh, and that's something I would not be against because you're saving. Uh, He's making what seventeen million this year, right. sixteen million yeah. this year. So you're saving eleven million on the cap, getting a running back for a cheap number. Uh, the, I mean, then you also fall into the same problem with that position next year. Right. But do if you can pull off Fournette a second and a fifth for Chris Jones, is that something you would be willing to do? Did a you, second and a fifth, sure. And plus Fournette, right? Yeah, yeah. I would take that deal that deal maybe not everybody agrees with that but i would take that deal uh you get a guy and i think we get a guy whether it's the draft or whether it's Fournette or whether it's a free agent uh you got that he's splitting carries with damian will <clears throat> damian williams if i could say his name should just call him mvp of the super bowl but get the fuck out <laughs> <of> here, <bro. laughs> Javi tapped in and he said, tell Mayo to eat a damn sandwich or something. Thanks, Javi. Like your shaved head there, bro. I see that quarantine shave. I asked him if it was his bush. Yeah. I see that. Yeah. It was it. I was actually surprised. Yeah. Never seen Javi with long hair, so I was assuming it was the bush. So Javi was rocking that, that big old, you know, 7-Eleven deal right there. Was he? Oh, yeah. Let me get taking two. it back to his Bin Laden days, yeah. huh? Let me Just, get ten on pump two and two now later. Fucking tapping in. Yeah. Thanks, Javi. Appreciate it, bro. You could chime in on definitely on this. You know, what do you want to see, Javi? You're a big Chiefs fan. I want to see here, bro. You can chime in on this, man. But the the stay with the Chris Jones thing. Um, so this has been kind of what's been running through my mind. Uh, Jacksonville has two picks in the first round as much as i hate to say this the raiders have two picks in the first round miami's got three first picks three first round picks uh you know it's going to take a first this year 
I'm GM, and we're getting rid of Chris Jones, and we need to let go of that salary cap because I think it's just kind of known that our salary cap right now is not in the best situation. He's the most recognizable player right there. You know? The most expensive. Yeah, and the so most expensive. It's, it's, it, it's his thing. It's, it's, it makes sense. It makes sense. And so at that point, like, if it's not Chris Jones, it's somebody else. Duvernay Tardif has been, like, my other subject, uh, subjective guy who that I can see us doing something with. Right. Just to clear up the salary cap space because Andy's been known to have guys on the interior that we're just rotating until it works. Yep. Yep. So do you clear up cap space that way for this draft pool? Uh, and like I said, go once again, go all in on bringing damn near all the starters back. Right. right. To, uh, 20 of the 22. Which is back. unheard of. Right. So do we do that as a, you know, like it's an all-in season? You know, I believe last year was too, but now it's like a definitive. Yeah. We're going all in. We're going to be as close to the cap and just getting cheap guys other, you know, other than our rookies from here. So. And even then, you're, you're going to see guys on their team that you don't expect when it comes to June and August and once it gets to that point. So let me throw this curveball at you here. What if we uh, – what if we – Jones, okay? Whatever – for for whatever pick, player it may be, and we added a Jadavion Clowney to the mix. I mean, would, would you guys be no. up in the air about that? I don't think it's possible. How much did he get paid? He got paid, didn't he? Right. No, he's he, still out he, there. He's still he's out there, agent. and that's why I'm asking that because Man, that- he was looking to get paid, and, 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 and with all of what's going on in the world right now, we won't touch on that. This is football. With all that's going on in the world right now, you know, I don't know if he's going to find that payday. Yeah, I could see Clowney taking a deal with the Chiefs just to come to a proven team, a winning team, and say, okay, let's go for this run. You know what I mean? So at that point, you, you've gotten rid of Jones by then. Yeah. I mean, I how much you're paying Clowney, though? So you were fucking dollars up against the cap right, right now. What, what do we say to Jones? I mean, it's, it, it's what? Uh, between 16 million, 16 I believe. Billion. I think it's I 16 mean, million is what it is. I, I would play, you know, I give. A, a one-year, twelve million dollar contract. You know, he, he's a hitter. He's stopping the run. I agree. I, I think, he's and that's been one of the Chiefs' weaknesses. Great it, the, the thing is, is how much do we got to open up the salary cap? So at that point, you are limiting your availability on what you can do draft-wise, because at that point you have to fill for depth right. because you don't have the availability to get out that veteran free agent market in June and August and right. all that. Right. So, it, and I think that's actually what the Chiefs end up doing. I think they end up finding the salary cap, either doing a situation like that where they can get it with uh, Jones and they bring a guy in that's you know a top guy that's going to take less this year to play with the Chiefs. Or, like I said, is it a, they do that with Tardif, and instead of getting one of those top guys back, they keep fucking Chris Jones on, and they go more of that veteran free agency route. With, you know what I mean? Right, exactly. Exactly. I mean, I read that the Chiefs are going to trade. already got the deal made with the Giants for a first and a second round pick. So that's the case. I mean, they obviously – 
I mean, I could see them drafting another defensive line, defensive end, <clears throat> and then bringing Clowney in to kind of, you know, mentor that draft pick. I could see that, but I don't really see us paying Clowney and not Chris Jones. I mean, obviously not a contract. Right. I see. I, I, I would see us sticking the same route with Chris Jones and finding that cap space somewhere else. Yeah. Because now here's the other question when it comes to Chris Jones. If he is on a franchise tag, I don't think he starts the season. No. I You know, I think he holds – because there's 10 games that he can hold out. I think he has right. to show up on the 10th game. I think he, he'll be in a situation to where he's going to show up right when he has to. That way this contract is filled as a, a contract, even though he, he'll get prorated that money. So in that situation – you know, the Chiefs thought this last year, like, oh, shit, we don't know where we're going to be at with him. Uh, we need to fill that position because nobody saw us taking wide receiver with our very first pick last right. year. Right. So do we try to look for interior linemen up higher in the draft because we know, okay, we're already down you, a man for the first half would, of the season. Would you, would you, would you be opposed, and, and especially with us being up against the salary cap and, and always, you know, we got to pay the draft picks, would you be opposed to trading up? Because that's something that Veach hasn't done. John Dorsey did it, right. obviously, with Mahomes. But uh, since Veach has been in there, he's either stayed put in the first round or he's, you know, He's traded away picks in later rounds. Right. It's been known to go up. I think I think with because we are up against the cap, your best bet is to trade back. Right. Collect picks, even if it's the first or the second round, to pick up more third round. So, well, who no matter who we take, if we stay there at thirty-two, they get the four years with the fifth round option. Right, so and that's or that's fifth, a, that's a plus option. side. Yeah, that's a plus yeah. side of having uh, that first round pick, especially that late. You have that availability for the fifth round option. That uh, now the guy is starting to break off to be a superstar. You know, I, I know exactly how much he's going to get ma- right. paid. So you know, I can fluctuate the salary cap, or are we short enough in these other spots to where? Uh, maybe you're not going to get a player that's as good or as superstar of a player, but you can get solid players that you pick up in those those spots. And I think that's more of the position that we're in right now. It's just we need to build as much good, solid depth that the linebacker, cornerback, uh, edge rusher, and offensive line. And so, and maybe you want to play that, and you, you know, I, I think you, with Chiefs having five round picks. They have uh, four rounds they need to go to position a need, and they can play with that other one. So if they – well – And wherever, wherever yeah, on the board. If, wherever they wanna go, the board. if they want to go running back, like they have the availability, <laughs> then after that point, uh, go pure defense. I'd be opposed to taking the Chiefs, taking a quarterback in the third to develop a fucking quarterback to back up to, – to, to back up Pat. You know what I mean? Because last year we rolled with – Matt Moore, who was 38 years old, he was a high school football coach. You know what I mean? We rolled with him because Henny got hurt. Exactly, and Henny can't. Yeah, and, and Henny ain't no spring chicken either. You know, so uh, to take a quarterback prospect, 
third, fourth, fifth round, I wouldn't be in shambles about that. You know, I mean, just to develop them, and it's no controversy here. Or anything you can like talk that. me into fourth or fifth round. Third round's a little high. I still think you can get good quality. But you take the Andy Reid, you take the Belichick system, you take the guy. That's Andy Reid has flipped how many quarterbacks? No, this is true. You know what I mean? This is true. We take a guy in the third round, we're going to flip him, God forbid, knock on wood, Pat misses a game in two or three years. This guy comes out, he performs two or three games, we're flipping him for it. A second. second. No, you're good. No, I, I'm you not know? against it. I'm not against it. But are you wasting that pick for a couple of years later? That's kind of the question. And you're only moving up. You take him in a third and you're taking a second later. That could have been a position that could have been a that right. That's what I'm saying. That, that gets on the field right. and not just so if you're on that high in the third round, if you can't flip him later for a first round, it, it feels kind of like a wash to me. I always but I always look at that third round. Anything third round or lower, I always look at it as especially right at that third or fourth round, you're in between your developmental and I expect you to produce. Okay. You know what I mean? Uh, so this is kind of how I break down the draft as far as first round. You better start that year. Yeah. Like right I off the bat. I need something. Right off don't, the bat. Don't be Jonathan Baldwin and get punched in the locker room and not come out. Right. Shit. Exactly. Even you know? if you're just Eric Fisher and you're going to let the quarterback hey. get hit a bunch. Bro, solid left tackle. I will take it. It took five years. It took development. You're absolutely right. But like I said, go look back like at that draft. Said, For anybody who follows Sonny Mayo on Facebook, I just shared that. Started. He right. started. Like in each year, he was serviceable. Was he rough those first couple of years? For Man. sure. Look, he, exactly. He's serviceable. What kind of hurts me is a little bit is we took Fisher. Eagles took Lane Johnson at Ford. Right. Lane Johnson's Johnson. a better tackle than Eric Fisher. Absolutely. Has Eric Fisher protected Pat Mahomes' ass? Yes. Okay? Has he let some sacks go here and there? Sure. But with this garbage as that 2013 class was. That's what I'm saying. I cannot be mad at that pit. We got into this argument earlier The this whole week. NFL we flopped on that draft, all right? Because Other DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins went 27 right. overall. You know what I mean? We flopped completely on that fucking class, so – you can't tell me nothing different. I thought he went deeper in 27. Was it 27? No. no it, it was man, 27. What? There's only I five just shared that. after that. I just shared that on my Facebook a couple days ago, that whole 2013 draft. Bro. Right. And and, and I kind of went through that and was just kind of looking at that. And that was the year we had the first pick. And shout out to my man, Renee. We should have took Geno Smith overall first. <laughs> we talked about that. So many people was on that train, though, man, because we were so – we were coming off. We were coming off Brady Quinn starting our we last game. We were coming off the bully era where Arrowhead was getting blacked out. We were dying for anything. You right. You know what I mean? Right. We so were dying for anything. And we had been so hungry for any type of decent quarterback that Geno was like, who won? I, I, he was in the Heisman race that year, but he was fucking balling at West Virginia that year. Yep. So, yep. so like, I, you could have talked me into that, just saying, hey, let's fucking develop a quarterback. Yep. And if anybody could do it, it was Andy Reid. Right. If anybody could do it, it was Andy Reid. He was coming off of Mike Vick. He was coming off of A.J. Feely. He was coming off of all these quarterbacks in Philly. 
Kevin Cobb. Yeah. He, he, yeah, my man Kevin Cobb got paid in Arizona because of Philly. No, he did. And then he got So, yeah, he showed his true colors. I mean, Kevin Cobb wasn't an NFL quarterback, but that's what Andy Reid does, you know. And that's an testament to Andy Reid. And right. So, oh, man. So, I, I'm just glad it's draft time. This is my uh, – It is. It seems like this has been, like, the longest – well, also the the shortest offseason I've dealt with, obviously, because we won the Super Bowl. Yep. But because there's no other sports to distract you, right. it seemed like the longest time to get to the draft. But I have close friends of mine who can attest to this. Draft time is, like, my WrestleMania. Draft time is my – I love draft time. I love the mock drafts. I love sitting here talking draft. I love draft time. I took off at work. Shout out to everybody at work t- tuning in right now because I know you are. I took off Thursday, Friday. I'm ready for the first, second, and third round. And it's all gamble. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? We don't well, know. Especially more so this year because, like, before the show started, we was talking about this is the first time that scouts as, you know, NFL collective hasn't been able to get together and have like a consensus mock draft within themselves. Like, Hey, we yep. think this guy is this everybody's information is separate this year. And uh, I can't remember who tweeted it out, but they said this, this is one of the, the least knowns as far as like people putting out mock drafts. He said, cause everybody has kind of their own direction on what they think each player is going to be. Right. Even the the top quarterbacks, man, just kind of like uh, you don't know. Ex- well, you know, you know, fucking, you know. So, uh, so, so, as we go into that, was- I I think all of us should just give it a little top ten, and we can just kind of look at the names, kind of what we think, what our For opinions sure. are. Right. Let's give it a little top ten right here. So, Cincinnati. I'm gonna start this off. Cincinnati. Uh, the consensus across America is Joe Burrow. Quarterback out of LSU, uh, and that's going to be the pick. <laughs> there ain't yeah, much. But no, there's really no attempt. Unless there. there's a shocker and Miami gives up all three of their first or two of their first or something like that, and that'd be dope. might happen, and that'd be dope, but I don't think it'll happen. Cincinnati is taking the uh, home state kid there. He's from Ohio. Joe Burrow's going number one. Is that the consensus across the board? For sure. For sure. For sure. Okay. If they traded out of that, it'd be have to be some Ricky Williams shit. Right. You I, know mean, what I, I mean, I, like I said, I think it would take Miami's two first, or it would take the Raiders two. Miami's three first, the Raiders two first, plus one next year. It'd have to be something really significant. Crazy, there. right. So you jump to number two, uh, Washington sitting there. Washington Redskins at the number two pick. Uh, the consensus is. Chase Young, uh, defensive end out of Ohio State. So, I'm going to give a little back history there. Uh, you've had both of the Bosa brothers. You've had Nick Nick Bosa and Joey Bosa come out of Ohio State uh, top five. And be Bosa, uh, top Joe, five defense. Joey went three to the Chargers. Yep. And Nick went two, two. to the Niners. Niners. Uh do you think Chase Young's – have you seen any Chase Young tape? Do you think he's better than any of the posts? It's tough to say better, man, because they came out being a top five defense to end as soon as right. they stepped on the field. Yep. So I kind of say that they're better because that's tough to live up to. Can he reach that point to where he's 
in effect, you know, a dominant. Because at two, you have to you edge rusher. You're talking about a guy who better put up double digit sacks every single year. Right. Uh, so that's tough to live up to with those two boys as dominant they are, and with the position that the Redskins are in, their probably best bet is to get a guy like a Chase Young that he should be a double-digit sack type of edge rusher. Right. So You don't think they should go quarterback? And that's what I was going to jump So, And I've heard this conversation. At that point, you already gave up on your first pick last year. Cardinals did it. Last year, you know, they gave up Rosen at 10. Difference is, would be, though, you're not drafting one. Right. So, like, Cardinals felt like they got the number one. one right. But, I mean, you're drafted, too. You're not jumping that much far down. And, 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 obviously, Burrow's off the board. Tua is still there in that conversation. The question Herbert. is, do you believe in Tua can stay healthy? What about Justin Herbert? So, I the think- Herbert – question for me like Herbert I think he's too late 90s quarterback for me just very stand up right stay in the pocket I think we're in a different league now so Herbert's one of the guys I would actually stay away from Herbert to me is Blaine Gabbert right that's Herbert Justin Herbert is Blaine Gabbert shout out to Mizzou Came out with quarterbacks. Nah, Drew Locke nah. last year. First Herbert off, wasn't it. Fuck Mizzou, all right? First off. <laughs> oh, Rock Hey, I don't have an allegiance to a Midwest college team here. All right, so, uh, you know, it is what it is. But No, nah, I think that's a great comp, though, that you would have to have so much around him and have the – so with Herbert, he's like six five. I want to say he's kind of yeah. Easy. My man's six five. You know, two twenty five, two thirty. Right. Prototypical long haired quarterback. Everybody's glamoring over. But you know, if you go back and you look at Oregon's plays. Oregon had the uh, the rookie mode on Madden of playbooks. All right, and they really always have since fucking Joey Harrington. And, and they have. It's the most simple ass playbooks. I mean. No, no disrespect to you, my man Justin here could come in here and probably run this playbook right now. All right? He's at least getting twenty five hundred yards fast because you only got to throw the ball so, two yards down the field. He does the arm though. You have to come now. He does have sure. a decent arm. He does, but bro, I mean, we've had a lot of quarterbacks in the league who've had a decent arm. They don't amount to shit. This is true. I mean, Ryan Mallett. There's a name for you to throw out there. Everybody Ryan Mallett. Everybody was on Ryan Mallett fucking train out of Arkansas. Right. He went fourth round. He didn't amount to shit. Right. You know what I mean? So, Justin Herbert, I'm sorry. My man shouldn't even be top ten. Maybe not even first round. You want to go – you want to put Herbert – to me, you want Herbert to succeed. You're a Herbert fan. You put him on the Chiefs. You put him in the Andy Reid system. Not necessarily Chiefs, there but you bet system that he can go to. <laughs> well, I'm saying just that. Who you can, know what I mean? Who can develop quarterbacks? Who can develop someone? Exactly. And, you put him on a team that can de- to develop a quarterback that's a good system. Maybe he doesn't even need to start right away. No. You, you put him – look, he goes five to the Dolphins. I hope the Dolphins sign Cam Newton. And I hope – Cam Newton teaches him the ways, and Herbert comes off the bench in a couple of years. And I got a couple of people. I'm starting to watch part of the year. I know I got a couple of Dolphins fans on here. My homeboys down in 
Florida right now. They're dying for Herbert. Oh, I feel for you. Because you know I mean? they're so scared of Tua. So, uh, so, so they have it as a trade. Why the uh, on on NFL.com they have it as dog. Let's keep this mock draft going. We were going top ten. Washington. It was at number two. Um, I, I'm gonna stick with. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna give the wild card here. I'm gonna give the wild card here. At at number two for Washington, I would take Isaiah Simmons, linebacker, Clemson. Yep, local boy. I think he's a once in a generational type of athlete. I think he would come in and shine for them. I think that, and I know that that Washington has taken a lot of defensive line first round picks in the past couple of mm-hmm. years. You know what I mean? I think they're stacked on that. Front line, you can't really fit anymore. If they do, then they're going to be taking that 49er approach. You know what I mean? Right. 49ers in. Right. But I would throw in that special linebacker there. The guy who's going to go from sideline to sideline and bounce back and forth. So, so would you take Chase Young? I'm sticking with Chase Young. I think they need to stick with offense, personally. I so, mean, are you going quarterback? I would. You go Tua? No, nah, I'd probably go Herbert. Do <laughs> you think they end up going Herbert? Yeah. That's a stretch for me, so I'm gonna stick with Chase Young. I, I mean, think, I mean, with, I think who's they stick their quarterback with quarterback options right now. Well, they took a first round quarterback. Yeah, That's they took their... Haskins last year, and uh, now it's a new regime. It's a new GM. It's a new head coach. Ron Rivera came in. He, t- he took the Panthers to the Super Bowl. Excuse us, sorry, everybody. Yeah, we got distracted like here. Uh, but yeah, it's a new, it's a new regime. It's Hopefully a new GM. It's, it's a new, new head coach there. Uh, you know, Ron Rivera came from Carolina. He had Cam. Oh, yeah. damn, guys. Let's, yep. What's happening Who needs a beer? I do. You go ahead and double me up on one, sir, too, please. Um, Washington, you know, they got a new GM there, bro. So, new head coach. And you don't know. I mean, shit. I wouldn't be surprised if they took Tua. I don't think they would take Herbert there, but I – Tua, because he was a once-in-a-generational talent at Alabama. I still think if they don't go quarterback, they got to at least go running back. Right. I mean, they got to get some type of offensive weapons there. I mean, I guess the running backs probably aren't as stacked as edge rushers. And I don't know. I'm not that deep into the college football. I mean – but I, I definitely, just as an outside perspective of Washington, I think they need help on the offensive side. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's keep it going. Well, me and Adam bounced out. We'll keep it going here. Uh, currently with the number three pick is the Detroit Lions. And on NFL.com, they got them taking Jeff Okuda, cornerback, Ohio State. Now, so this dude, Jeff Okuda, He's kind of like a Stephon Gilmore. He is your shutdown type of cornerback. I mean, this dude, he deserves to be he deserves to be the number one cornerback off the board. He possibly could be deserved to be even the number one player off the board. You know what I mean? Uh, Okuda at three, I think that would help the Detroit Lions defense. They hired a defensive coach. Thank you, sir. They hired a defensive coach. Uh, Jeff Okuda at three, I think he would go into Detroit and he would kind of play that Patriot system that they're trying to build there. You know, 
uh, I told Justin I, I I attribute this guy kind of the to the Stephon Gilmore type Ooh, old that's... school old school tie law type of corner man. Okuda is the truth. Okuda is the truth there. Uh, now it's three high for a corner. Yeah, it definitely is. But when you have a type of corner like that and you don't get any good offers that bounce out of that number three. Now, with that being said, the consensus is across the board. Detroit is o- is open. Detroit is open to trade that number three pick. Right. I could see Miami jumping up there to go get Tua. I could see Miami jump, jumping up there to go get Herbert. You know what I mean? Because they're scared at four. They're scared at four. I agree. So, but – so this is three. I think Isaiah Simmons goes to Detroit. Mm. I don't think he falls past that Detroit because I think if you so if you think about the Detroit Lions, for me, you have to think about how the New England Patriots defense was set up. The Patriots can find guys like that. Who's that? He can almost damn near play safety as well as he could linebacker. So. I think he plays linebacker, but I think that Patricia has enough ability mm-hmm. to be able to base his defense around a talent like Isaiah. Right. So right. I think he, I think Isaiah Simmons goes number three to Detroit. And I'm more in love with Isaiah Simmons than I am Okuda, and that's not the fucking takeaway Okuda's talents or anything. But Isaiah Simmons, man, that dude is so. No, I think he's a beast. I think he's an. I think he could potentially end up being the best player that goes in this draft. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I thought uh, linebacker was the best player that went in the draft last year in the first round, and that was uh, Devin White to Tampa Bay. Uh, I think he had a little bit of injuries, and it didn't quite work out. White, linebacker to Tampa Bay. Uh, Devin Bush was kind of neck and neck with him. He came out of Michigan. Uh, The Steelers jumped up to number 10. For him, yeah. I think the Steelers were in the late round, uh, late first round there. They jumped all the way up to number 10 for Devin Bush out of Michigan linebackers. So, uh, yeah, I, I think Simmons could be in that same discussion. If he came out in last year's draft, he'd be in that same discussion right there. So keep it rolling. Number four, who'd you, who'd you go with number three? Uh, Justin. Jeff Bakuda. Yeah, he's take, he's take, I don't know. So, well, you went uh, – but you, you, you guys, both of you guys still have Chase Young out there. Uh, so number four, he has it to where the Dolphins and Giants have swapped picks, but we'll just do it straight up. Giants pick up next. <clears throat> so the why Giants. Would, why, would, why would the Dolphins trade to get one spot when they're well, not because that's pick where, up well, in this, in that, this, that's where the fear of not getting a quarterback comes from, and that's Herbert. So in your, got Herbert and Tua are still available. Well, no, in your mock draft, you you had Herbert going too to the Redskins, right? Right. Okay. But you're so, saying Tua's available. So Tua's available, right? Right. Tua is available. I, I also get why would you do that because you know why would you trade with a team like the Giants? You know, is not taking a quarterback. Right. Right. I agree. I mean, they got a quarter. I mean, right. yeah, he didn't. Daniel Jones didn't, you know, I don't know. I would Bro, say he, he didn't was prove Danny, himself. Danny like Dimes. Was at Yo. last year. Yeah, for Danny, sure. Danny yeah, Dimes. Yeah. I think he's going to be a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be too. a good quarterback. I do, too. No, for sure. But last year he wasn't. Yeah, he, he was started. He wasn't too. bad, dude. He, uh, yeah, at nah. the beginning. At the end, though, it was not great. 
I think he looked like Jameis Winston out there turning the damn well, ball over. You can talk me into Jameis Winston needing a starting spot because he deserves it. So, but that's here nor there. No, so Jameis needs to sit behind uh, with the Giants out there. I think that's where. At my pick for number four, I think that's where Jeff Okuda goes to. He drops to number four to the Giants. Okay. I, I can see, see that, that because they because they need one. Yeah. They traded the Jack Rabbit Janoris Jenkins, right? Yep. He's not still or is he I think still they there? Cut him. Did they cut him? Yeah, I believe they cut him. Yeah. I would take him for the Chiefs, by the way. <laughs> yeah, we ain't got the salary cap. Right, right. But yeah, they would need a defensive back there for they went uh, offense the past two years in the first round, Barkley and uh, Jones. So you need to start building on that defense. Right, exactly. And that defense was atrocious last year. Uh, and to bounce it to me, I would definitely take Chase Young because Chase Young is going to sit there at number four. And you could talk me into Chase Young being in a Giants uniform and being Strahan, Lawrence Taylor, Ish. Ish. Ooh, that's very. It, it's tough. It's tough. It's tough to spit that out of so, my mouth. When you said Lawrence Taylor, that's what kind of did it for me. So Just, let me say that not as maybe as a football player, but as the legacy to the New York Giants football team itself. I you can know see what that. I mean. I can see that. I, I think he can be a great pass rusher if he went to the Giants and he was under them bright lights and under that media of New York and maybe didn't. I know it's not too much of a stretch to go from two to four, but we're talking about two different cities in Washington and New York. To go to New York, maybe get that little bit of a boast there at four and, and you know, build it up. Plus, they got Leonard Williams on that offensive line. He was a top six pick in the past couple drafts. You right. know what I mean? So, uh, I could, and they signed Jabril Peppers, the safety. Like, they're trying to build on that defense there. You know what I mean? So, and I think they should, based on the quarterback that they have. They need to let's limit mistakes, put our fucking basket in with Saquon because mm-hmm. he's the elite one on that side. And let's build up the defense that way we can give the offense as much as many opportunities as possible. So let me throw a little bit of a curveball here at you, and it's something that's been kind of running through my mind. Could you see the Giants taking maybe a wide receiver of four? Could you see him taking Jerry yeah. Judy? Oh, most definitely. Because Judy would probably be my number one wide receiver. And Jerry, Jerry Judy's my number one wide receiver yeah. right now. His his route running is out of this world, bro. Like it's And Alabama produces top-tier wide receivers. Absolutely. Sure. Julio... Calvin Ridley. Yeah. I mean, you're just going down the line there. It's uh, so absolutely. I can see that because they have uh, Sterling Sharp, Sterling Shepherd, mm-hmm. and he's not that number he, one no. that you need a. He's maybe not even a two. Right. He's a very number much number three. Absolutely. He's a below rung number two, but right because yeah. we seen that when it was him and Odell. Right. It's just kind of because he still didn't produce to where. He had the the availability to produce uh, having that uh, wide receiver on the other side. So I absolutely could see them taking Judy. Uh, but I think uh, 
I think they definitely wait for 36 or 7 for wide receiver. I agree. So I think they hold back and they pick up defense because their defense was so atrocious this year. And they do have a weapon that's so significant in Barkley that you can That if you got a generational talent there at defense that you can't pass him Exactly. Up. And with the wide receiver being class being so deep. Exactly. With, with, and they say throughout the whole draft it's deep. So. Right. You know, if you, you get something like that in the first three rounds. So, who do you got Giants taking for the fourth overall pick? Oh, let's go with uh, – You got – I like Chase, Chase Young. Young. Yeah, I was about to say, you still got Chase Young out there, which that would make sense. In your guys' draft, that would make sense. So, number five, we have the Dolphins. And I think this is where the Dolphins take their quarterback and take uh, Tua Tungvalova. Yeah. I think, I think I he's going to be the first – Quarterback after uh, uh, Burrow off the uh, off the board off the board exactly so I I think that's where Dolphins go I think they're definitely getting a pick a quarterback within the uh, first five picks so oh man this is so hard for me because uh, I'm a diehard Chiefs fan. Everybody knows our story. I was born and raised on the East Coast. I came out here and I became a But I got, I got love for that Miami, man. I, I do. And, you know, just that South Florida and you're on right. the beach. And, you know, you had Marino for years. And I've got a lot of friends that are Dolphins fans. I would love to see them take Tua here. But I hope and pray Tua would stay healthy. I hope that hip is healthy. I hope that ankle, leg, and whatever my man's going through is healthy. I agree. I, I hope it's healthy. Um, I would absolutely – I would give them the laugh. If they took Justin Herbert at five, I would give them the same laugh that I gave the Bears when they took Mitchell Trubisky at number two. <laughs> I would just wail and laugh at them. Don't take Herbert. Don't take – We've got him going number two overall to Washington. And it could happen, bro. We don't know. You know what I mean? Drake to me, that's the best thing about the draft. But I'll often. I think that's too scary is his health because. Mm-hmm. What he fucked up his hip this year? Fucked up his hip this year. He's had three surgeries on his uh, lower body in the past two years. You know what I mean? So he's uh he's definitely been hurt, a little banged up. Yeah, but I think he's gives you also the most upside out of the quarterbacks after Burrow. No, and he and he definitely does. And if he didn't have his injuries. He's you one. could you could he's talk. Going he's going. He's going number one. And 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 I've argued to people at work that I think Tua fits that Zach Taylor Bengals system Bang. better than Burrow does. You know what I mean? Because the Bengals is Zach Taylor. Zach Taylor came from that uh, Sean McVay Rams coaching tree. Right. He made Jared Goff go from a you know JoCo superstar to a Super Bowl quarterback. You know right. I mean? Smaller guy, six foot, under 200, you know, 200 pounds, whatever. Quick throws, 
A lot of throws in the system, a lot of uh, passing offense. I would almost say to it, uh, you know, regardless of his injuries, shit. Better ceiling. Yeah. I, I, better I agree. ceiling. Definitely I agree. better. I agree. Joe so. Burrow at, at one, and we'll go back to one. I don't want to jump here, but, you know, Joe Burrow at one, he's had one year. He's had right. one year. The thing that jumped him up was all the records he mm-hmm. broke within that one year. Right. 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 So, so I'll take two at five. Uh, Me three. So, two is going. We got two. All of us got two are going to the Dolphins at five. five. I think fucks it up for the Chargers because I think that's the guy that they're dying to get. Right. So Chargers at number six. And I could see the Chargers, you know. I'm thinking the Dolphins and the Chargers, and I think the consensus is there. Quarterback regardless. Well, that, and they're also in play to jump up to number three with Detroit. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They're also in play to – Jump up! I wouldn't be. That's super- also why I think it happens because you have two teams so close in position of the draft that they, that other team is not losing equity. You're not trading back, you know, with the fifth overall on the fucking seventeenth overall. Right. So I I think that's sexy for the Detroit either way, and they, I don't think they stay there. I don't think they stay there. But when it comes to the Chargers. I think they are sticking with quarterback regardless. And as much as I don't – Nick's best available, I think. Right. As much as, like, I would say, hey, stay away from this guy, I think Chargers go Herbert. Hmm. West Coast guy. uh, Even though Anthony – is he still the head coach there? Anthony Lynn is still the head coach. Even though he said he likes Tyrod Taylor and his mobility, this particular offense, I think they're in a position that they're trying to get a piece of L.A. and they're taking a quarterback, and I think that's where Herbert's going to go because he has been ranked up there so highly in all these mock drafts and uh, will have been putting up there. I, I think they think the third best quarterback available. Uh, so with the Chargers team in, um, you know, I think two- who was gone at that point? He went to he went to number five in my mock draft to the to Miami Dolphins. Um, I'm gonna throw definitely a curveball here. I'm gonna stick with this. I'll take the Chargers at six, taking Jerry Judy there. Ah, uh, no, you didn't. Yeah, that's exactly what and I was about to say. They're gonna pair him up with Keenan Allen, and they're gonna Tyrod Taylor train this year for a year. Yep. Because Anthony Lynn has publicly came out and he said, "Yo, Tyrod's our guy right now." I've heard that. You yeah, know, no, that, that's kind of where I, I said that. You know, and they, so they with Hunter, so with Hunter Henry there at tight end, if he can stay healthy, and they gave Eckler his payday and Keenan Allen, they don't really have that receiver behind Allen. Like they don't have that guy right there. The, uh, Mike Williams, he's came in. And you could Been even solid. Yeah, and then Mike solid. Williams is very solid, and Mike Williams is very solid. And uh, but I think you need to start thinking of the future there. And you know, Keenan Allen's probably pushing thirty, maybe over that. And he's had his fair share of injuries too. So uh, Jerry Judy, we've agreed best route runner in the draft, uh, best player overall for me at that point. I'm gonna take Jerry Judy at six. So I'm guessing that's a consensus, and we don't uh, have to go. That, 
I was going to say, but now that he said it, I think I'd uh, have to go maybe that tackle from uh, Georgia, Andrew Thomas, because they're going to bring Cam Newton in. I think think after they don't get their hands on a quarterback, that Cam Newton will be like, all right, if if Tyrod is going to be the guy that I got to compete against, that's no problem with me. I'll compete against Tyrod and just give me some protection. I can see it. I can see it. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you got tackle. All right, so we have number seven at – uh, for Carolina, Justin, I'll let you start this one. That way, we won't steal none of your thunder. Oh, new GM, I think, I think running, coach. With, running I think. with Kyle Allen as your quarterback. Oh no, they no, got fucking uh, uh, Bridgewater. Bridgewater. Yep, yep. Yeah, and I think. See, I was thinking that tackle for Georgia here too, but if 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 the Chargers take him, I think they're going to go with Murray because I mean. I think they realized that Klukley was a huge piece to their defense, and so so you got Murray getting you got up you real got Kenneth high. Murray linebacker going yeah. Oklahoma, yeah, yeah. jumping mean, real high, yeah, yeah. But if if they get that my man's got the talent though, I agree. If they get that linebacker, their defense is back to where for the most part, and I think they can make a run with Teddy. Yeah, and they can't make a room with Teddy for Teddy for sure there. Uh, and I guess we'll kick it around the table there, man. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, I'll give, give I'm gonna give the Panthers trading out of that pick. Can we do trades here? Yeah, I guess we can do whatever yeah, we want, it, right? Dude. You know what I mean? We can do whatever. It's talking we want dynasty. Here. Shout shout out talking dynasty right there. It's talking dynasty. We're gonna I'm t- I'm I'm trading them out of the pick. I'll have the Raiders jumping up. I'll have them taking C.D. Lamb. I'm going to have both the receivers coming off at six and seven. <laughs> That's usually how it works. They, yeah. uh, they come in bunches in positions. Right. I'll have the Raiders trading up the, the number seven there, trading with the Panthers. Panthers trading back to 12, gaining an extra second-round pick. That's also a very Raiders thing to do. Yes. That's very. a John, John Gruden, Mike Mayock. Just the history of the Raiders. Right, like, right. Let's go wide receiver. Yep. Stick with Carolina, and I think that they take the offensive tackle, Tristan Wirfs. That's the only tackle that is in this particular uh, top ten uh, that we're – those mock drafts that we're seeing. Uh, so I, I, I'm, I'm never adjusting. I think that uh, they stick with keeping Teddy upright and how important McCaffrey is, giving him that contract extension that they just gave him. I think that they definitely go with offensive tackle, so I'm going with Tristan Wirfs. So we have Atlanta, which in my opinion is a team that's been forgot about based on really the other three teams in their Mm -hmm. division. Mm -hmm. And they are in a position to go anywhere. I mean, their defense wasn't good. Uh, Their offense was okay, mainly because Julio Jones, I would say, but their running situation wasn't quite what it has been in the past. And 
that is where I, I think that because they have so many eggs in the basket from Matty Ice, I think that's where Andrew back-to-back tackles. Yep. Andrew Thomas goes to the Atlanta Falcons. And I can see that, man. There's so many good tackles at that top-tier position of this draft. The bro. Cardinals so, are actually supposed to get that eighth pick. Is it? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, and, you're right. They and, but trade. you know what? Yo, and I can see, to stick with his point, I can see Atlanta jumping up there. You know what I mean? you got to protect Matty Ice. They want that Super Bowl run. I'll still stick with that. The Raiders jumped up there to number seven. I'll, I'll take Atlanta jumping up there to number eight. Yeah, I'll, I'll stick with that too. I'll take Atlanta jumping up there to the number eight, and uh, you know, but I I would have the uh, Makai Betton. I believe I said his name right there, uh, right there. Makai Makai Becton. So you offensive you, tackle. Now Makai Becton. This dude I've got kind of a man crush on because. My theory is like six seven. My man's like three twenty. Like he's a mammoth, of love, bro. You know what I mean? Like I got a wife at home. I'm a heterosexual man, <laughs> but this dude, this dude, bro. He got it. yo. He's playing left tackle and left guard at the same time. You know what I mean? Like you need a mammoth, a man, and because Lana's so much on that finesse. We want to play zone. Yo, it's work for his pass because uh, Freeman has got them. Freeman ain't right. with them no more. Right. Todd Gurley's there. But you need that nasty, I'm going to grab you, I'm going to throw you on the offensive tackle. And is Yo, he's my – that's my guy right there. So I'll stick with that, bro. I'd like to land up there in that eighth pick and taking Becton. To that protect Matty Ice, give Gurley another thousand yard season. Let my man get his cake before you. See, I think they go, they push off into heavy because yeah. I think they're going in. You got to, you got to. All right, Justin. So I think they go quarterback. So you're sticking with Atlanta, trading up? Sure. With what quarterback? Jordan Love. So Jordan Love has been the. Uh, Kind of the darling quarterback in the NFL this year. So, like he his his junior year, I believe it was, was a lot more productive than his senior year. But a lot of people, or sorry, uh, his sophomore year was more productive than his junior year. Uh, but a lot of people have had comparisons to him to Patrick Mahomes, and and then that's what I've kind of compared him to. So. I was trying to break down football 101, the wifey on the couch before uh, out of the house to come over here to do this tonight. And the wifey is very basic on football. She knows who a quarterback and a running back is and a wide receiver, and that's about it. So uh, we were watching the NFL draft stuff on the Roku, and I was like, yo, you know, Jordan Love popped up. I was the Patrick Mahomes. That's the best. I can say Which very raw, very raw, coming from a uh, coming from Utah State. Yeah, is, yeah. You know, uh, I can see a team like the Jaguars, a team like the Saints, getting in the mix for this kid. You can't see Maddie Ice getting replaced by this. Not kid. yet. Not this year. Not yet. Not yeah, yet. That's not, not this year. But Maddie Ice is definitely getting into Ice that older. Cold? He's getting into that maybe it's lukewarm phase. You know what I mean? He's he, he, that ice is starting to melt. 
That ice is starting to melt. I can see Matty Ice having a third round. No, Philip Rivers type effect. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just where Chargers keep trying it. Just right. keep trying it. Like he's, right, but he why seems not? to be okay enough that if you put some things around him, you know, we've seen him put up these passing numbers every single season, but it ends up being for a team who's not in the playoffs. And Matty Ice will continue to do that if he's got Ridley, if he's got Julio. Yeah, Julio. He just they, uh, the the Falcons just traded the second for, or I'm sorry, was it a first or second? They traded the top pick for Brandon Cooks. No, they no, traded no, no, for was, Hayden Hurst. Yeah, the Ravens tight end yeah. who was a first round pick himself. You know what I mean? So the Falcons are starting to put they continue to put pieces around Matty Ice to, to let him perform. I think Matt Ryan, that situation will come true, bro. Not this year. Yeah, that's... I think they're gonna get they're gonna go ahead and take a quarterback. So they got Matty Ice to mentor him, and if he doesn't do what he needs to do with these weapons around him, then they're gonna give Love some love. But Matty Ice has been an MVP, bro. Yeah, yeah he's, he's also... been. He's he's never really Matty he's... Ice. You go back on his numbers. He's never really had a shit season. He has even, even on their leaves. Leaving. I mean, he was an MVP. He, he, on their shit seasons, he's been still. See, a... but that's where I also compare him to Philip Rivers. Right. Rivers never had like a shit, shit season. season. He he's never statistically. Put up yards, right. He's gonna put up touchdowns. He's right. gonna throw touchdowns in inopportune times. That's right. Like, but if they're trying to build their offense, they're not gonna build it hoping that he's not gonna be mediocre. As always, they're gonna hope he comes out and has his MVP season again. I don't think they're expecting MVP. Okay, but no. if not, they have to have something to fall back on, and they don't have. And that's why right I now. believe that the the Falcons would take a, a tackle. They, yeah, they would take a tackle in the first round, but I could see them taking a, a quarterback in the third or fourth. Yeah, kind of like how I said about the Chiefs earlier in the podcast. Like I think the Falcons are more in position because uh, Matty Ice is over that 30, 30 year old age. Okay, now we really maybe kind of start. Let's start tinkling with. Okay, maybe we get a prospect in here. Maybe this guy could develop into something down the line. A uh, um, uh, Jake Fromm from Georgia. You take a local boy in the late second, early third round. You know what I mean? And try to a uh, Jacob let Eason. A uh, Jacob Eason out of uh, Washington. We're going to take that quarterback in the third, fourth round. You know, I, I I could see the Falcons doing that. And that's not the shit on you. You're taking Jordan Love at eight. That's your guy right there. At eight for me, I took my guy. Uh, let's jump it down to number nine. Number nine was supposed to be the Cardinals, correct? Yep. Uh, no, no, eight was Jacksonville. Cardinals. Yeah, eight, yeah, eight was Cardinals. Number nine is Jacksonville. Uh, I'll leave it to you, Justin. Jacksonville. Yeah, it's a little, a little tougher. That's that's also kind of. Jacksonville's a wild card. It is a wild card because they. Even they could go quarterback. Do you completely believe in Minshew? Minshew? No. Yeah, that's that's what I was just thinking. Was they could definitely go quarterback, but getting rid of Jalen, I mean, I could definitely see C.J. Henderson being a possibility. Right. right. Yeah. Right. They also got rid of a a, a Boye. I think his last yep. name is. Yep. So Boye. They, both Boye. their top two cornerbacks are gone. Gone. So. Right. Yep. So, yeah, C.J. Henderson, I'll go with that. I can see that for sure. I'll take Kinlaw in that spot. 
as a defensive tackle. And, uh, they're uh, they've traded uh, Campbell, Calais Campbell, to the Baltimore Ravens. There are other defensive end. Uh, he's on the outside. Traded. He's he's a standout. He ain't want to be back in Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville goes Kinlaw there at number. Nine. This guy's wrecking the clock. He's stopping the run, and uh, I can see it. Yeah, I, I, I can see it. No, but I am uh, when it comes to Jacksonville, I'm on the, on the same train. That they've depleted their cornerback situation and them in a time position. They almost have no other choice but to replace that because I think you can find more serviceable defensive tackles on the free agent market or later in the draft. Chris Jones. Right, yeah, exactly. So, and not that there's not those cornerbacks out there either that, you know, end up becoming superstars, but top 10 pick wise, I'm also going to go CJ Henderson to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, so the Browns have the number 10 pick. NFL.com has to the Saints. Uh, may I'll let you do whatever you want with the Browns pick. <clears throat> that would be crazy, first off. I'm going to take – I'll take another curveball here. We're just having fun with this, so yeah. fuck it. Um, I'll take a, I'll take the Patriots trading up to 10 for Henry Ruggs, the third wide receiver. Uh, I think – Alabama? Yeah. I think they go up for the speedster, and they want to give whoever they got a quarterback, and I think it's going to be Andy Dalton, a quarterback this year for the Patriots. I, I can think, see that. I, I think it's really going awesome yeah, yeah, to be Andy Dalton for the Patriots quarterback this year. They're going to give him some weapons. Ruggs passed his 40 in the whole combine. I mean, this guy's Tyreek Hill-ish. You know what I mean? He's right. fucking quick. He's quick. He's fast. He's speedy. He cuts good. Uh, I'll take the Patriots gambling, going up. Uh, not a Patriots move. You know, not to use. They're more of a go down. They're, more, they're very conservative. You know what I mean? Uh, but Brady's gone. They want to make some noise. Let's let's bring in the speedster, and let's show uh, the rest of the world that we can keep this bitch rolling without Tommy B. So, I think they can. Yeah. I, without even bringing in a veteran, I think they can have that young quarterback. Right. Bill Belichick's gonna find a way. Uh, to make his team serviceable against the AFC East. Doubt it. All right. <laughs> Justin, well. I yeah, like I, the Henry Ruggs, but I like Cleveland taking them. You like Cleveland. So they're going all in with as many. At that point, your Baker has Odell, who? Jarvis, uh, who you say? Henry, Nick Chubb. Yeah, Ruggs, Chubb, Green Hunt. They just signed the tight end Hooper from uh, Atlanta. Austin Hooper. So you're more. They got Ojoku, the first round tight end. Yeah. I mean. Who was solid before he got hurt. Exactly. Odell's not going to be around there for long, I don't think. And so they're going to go ahead. Piggybacking and, off of him. Yeah, no, I they're agree. They're going to go that. ahead and work on that, replacing him. So, so I think Cleveland stays there, but. 
I don't think that Cleveland's in the mindset quite yet that this Odell fucking thing is about to blow up, even though I'm more into that this Odell thing is about to fucking blow up and that it would probably be in their best interest to get a guy like Ruggs. But I think that it, they're going, they're putting themselves in a position with the talent that they, they have around him. Uh, uh, around their offense, that's where I think Makai Becton goes to to keep up Baker Mayfield and what they're into this year as, you know, the Cleveland yep. Brown team. Yep. And that's been a lot of a consensus pick right there, bro. And that's a safe pick, you know. I like that. Uh, Makai, wherever he, wherever he goes – Go back on that. I have a man crush on that one. Boy, I hope he fucking succeeds. I hope it's Cleveland. Is this man crush as uh, – I don't, I don't want to say hard. That's completely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> strong. As strong as it was for Gino. No. Man, no. That man crush was real strong Yo, for Gino. I stood up on this table as we speak for Gino Smith. I had my hand raised in the air. Andy Reid was going to turn Geno Smith into the next uh, Bart Starr. Uh, name your Hall of Fame name quarterback. Name your Hall of Fame Sorry. quarterback. That was my Geno Smith pick right there, man. And I flamed out, you know. So, hey, every man takes losses every once in a while. So, so. it's actually cool about doing this, you know, 10-pick draft. Or we'll be able to go back to this son of a bitch. Forever. So hold on, hold on. Let's keep it going here, man. Fucking jump it down to thirty-two. Let's jump it down to thirty-two. We're, Chiefs. we're, we're, we're Chiefs fans here. So, off because I said jump it down. Um, and Adam's not gonna like me for this one, but I have the Chiefs taking Jonathan Taylor, running back, West. I don't even like you. I've talked about you. Yeah, and that's who I want. Uh, at the 32nd pick, if Brett Beach decides to stay there and we're picking, we don't have a good offer to go to the top of the second round, collect multiple picks, whatever, whatever. We're sticking at 32. I'm taking Jonathan Taylor. Hi. Running back, Wisconsin. I need a goal line back. I need a guy who's going to give me three. Give me Sherman. It lined up at the – Fullback, give me Taylor lined up at running back, and we're gonna. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. So I'm not. I, I'm gonna be there. You don't? No, I don't. I think he'll stop twenty five. And I could see him going because the Dolphins, the Dolphins are there in that twenty five range, they right? Got, they got, They're at twenty six, right. and this the mock draft we're all looking at on the screen. Uh, they have Taylor going twenty six to the Dolphins. He could be there. I mean. Yeah, he could go there. That. He could go to the Ravens. I've seen him going to the Ravens. I've seen a lot of mock drafts. The Ravens taking a running back. You know oh, what I mean? Right. Mark, 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 wrong side of 30. I don't think he'd last. So that's probably – So like I, I'd be down for the Jonathan Taylor thing because I'm not a Damian Williams guy. I'd be absolutely down. And I think that uh, Andy can get a patchwork offensive line that keeps – Patrick upright. I think that Spagnolo can find guys like we did this year to fill that linebacker. And Veach has been known to find that cornerback talent, like picking up Ward and mm-hmm. uh, even signing uh, what's his face back. Got 
Breland, Breland signing him yep. back. So you know you got. So who who did we lose to Washington? Uh, Fuller. Fuller. Thank you. But he wasn't even playing corner at the end of the year. Yeah. He was our safety. Yep. Which he might have been more effective towards the end of the year at safety than anything else. So for sure. Um. So for me, when it comes to the Chiefs, I don't think Jonathan Taylor is there, and. If I was being hopeful, it it would be so real hopeful, which I seen in earlier mock drafts was uh what's the kid from uh Alabama? Kenneth Murray. Don't think he's gonna be there either. And I've seen a mock draft with us taking him. So have I. So uh this is this mock draft is right. the highest one I've seen him take. So assuming that Kenneth Murray ain't there, uh Patrick Queen would be my my go-to guy that I think would be available uh, to us. And I think that would be the, the best way to go is uh, a player like that in Patrick Queen. And I like Queen a lot. He's been a producer in college. Uh, I would definitely not be upset at all if we took him at 32. That's where I, I wouldn't be upset if we took Jonathan Taylor. That had the avail- if he was there, the availability. That's my fan- That's our fantasy pick, right? That's our right. fantasy pick for sure. For sure. I, I, I'm there with it. Yeah, so, Justin Jonathan Taylor too. You think he has the availability? Yeah, and if he's to not there, fuck it, just take T Higgins or whatever that. Oh, oh, you say take wide receiver there I mean, at 32? Uh, why not? I mean, he fits our program. Frex, what so do you think well. about taking a wide receiver I, at 32? I want to be against it because that's a next year move because we're only two wide receivers on contract and even this year once you get past the four deep mm-hmm. somebody's going to get hurt so i like brian byron pringle yeah so you know what i mean right I now he's too. our fifth wide receiver i think he ends up jumping demarcus robinson on the depth chart this year so, Ooh. No, seriously, I, I am bigger. Hey, call on, your shot, kid. I'm bigger on Byron Pringle than I am Demarcus Robinson. I think that he can be more consistent than uh, Demarcus Robinson can. If you, for me, Robinson only had one game where he was like, "Holy fuck!" Right. Think about all the drops in the playoffs. Right. So no, it, they I were think there. that's what you get. They were there, Robinson, and I think. Pringles more sure-handed, so you go into next season with three wide receivers and Pringle, uh, Tyreek, and uh, Hardman. Yep. So I'm not against that guy because I don't think Pringles a number one or number three receiver. And plus, Sammy's on that one year deal. Oh, for sure. Demarcus is on that one year deal. I'm assuming those guys ain't coming back. Right, you think for the future at that point. If we get T. Higgins, though, I think Pringle and Robinson are out of the question. Well, you gotta have depth. You gotta have depth. Well, I get that. Robinson's there. Robinson ain't going nowhere. Robinson is athletic enough. Robinson's cheap enough that you can end up not playing him as much as you have in the past. Right, right. But that's where I'm also biased because I'm bigger on Pringle than I am Robinson. So I, I think his job gets taken throughout the season. I definitely can see that happening. So it's it's one of those things. I want to be against. I would not. What are the positions of wants, not even needs? Like, hey, we need. 
Like, just I want to see this happen because that right. would be badass. I think that's kind of wide receiver and running back are those both of those positions to where, like, we might put ourselves back in a position to be that 35-point-per-game team instead of a 30-point-per-game team. For sure. So, uh, do you give up that defense, though, and you retract back to – uh, you think Spagnolo has his team retract back to kind of what Bob Sutton was? You know what I mean? Because at that point, you know, obviously you do that, then you can go uh, defensive heavy the next four rounds. But you have to have that fear that we don't want to turn back into the bottom third defense that we was. We just need to be a middle to be a championship team, in my uh, opinion. If we're – Top twenty. I said going into this year, if we was a top twenty defense, we're if we're not, not yeah. For if sure. we're not in the AFC championship game, it's disappointing to me at that point. You, you know, know what I mean? For sure. I mean, Even if we don't go, go to bolster super- our defense this year, like I think we need to. Yeah. I still think regardless of what we go into next year, because what we already have on offense and right. what we have coming back on defense that it's Super Bowl or busted again, in my opinion. And it's kind of pick your poison on 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 offense, but defense. I mean, it was even last year on the run, it was stagnant. It was just kind of like shit. I hope you fucking hold them to third down, and I pray you hold them to third right. down. You know what I mean? Right. Not even fourth down, but we're talking third at that point. Uh, so you know, the uh, mix it all around here. You know, take a Patrick Queen, take a Kenneth Murray at linebacker. You know, give I would me a, love give me, Kenneth Murray. Give, give me an AJ. Give me an AJ Terrell at corner. <laughs> give me somebody who's in college and is going to transition to game and is going to help the Kansas City to, to at very least give me the AFC Championship because anything less than that. I'm disappointed. Oh, for sure. You know I mean? For sure. You for know, sure. Andy's sticking around. Andy Reid's sticking around. He's in those late 60s. He knows what he has in Patrick Mahomes. He knows what he has in Tyreek Hill. He knows what he has in Brett Veach as a GM. Anything less than the AFC Championship game, bust to me. And that's where we need to be, and that's what we need to go into thinking with this overall draft, man. And we've sure. got we've got five picks right now in this draft, and it's only Saturday. Draft is this Thursday. We don't know what's going to happen. We I could trade that first. Last time we were, in, and I hope the internet corrects me if I'm wrong, or if you guys know, correct me if I'm wrong. Last time we were that low, we were at 28. And we, tra- we, we traded out of that 28th pick. Uh, the first round, and so we traded out at the bottom of the first round. We went to the top of the second round. We took Chris Jones. Sorry, we'll, we'll end this on this. It's not really a, a draft-related question. Sure. But we'll, we'll end the podcast on this. Who's your surprise team this year? Mm. That's uh, Alex, Miami. Alex Webb Miami. that. Shout-out, Alex. Thanks for asking that question. I'm a – Start this off, or I'm going to take over this here. Miami. Miami sh- fucking signed a ton of good free agents. Uh, Van Nooy, Byron Jones, corner from the Cowboys. The Byron Jones one they paid dearly for. It. Right. They signed a lot of players that they, they want to be a player. You know what I mean? 
Brady out of the AFC East now. Yeah, AFC East is wide open, bro. Buffalo's made their moves. They took Stephon Diggs. I like the Jets with Darnold. I like the Jets. Hill gets one more year out of them. You know what I mean? The Patriots? Not what there. have they done? We'll see. What have you they got, done? You got Belichick. Yeah, you got Belichick. But the ultimate question for the whole NFL is, is Belichick without Brady and Brady without Belichick the same? You know, what's that, going to be? The, that's the question. Uh, what's going to be? So you go into the interior of that, what's the AFC going to be? You know what I mean? Because they've ran the AFC for the last 20 years. So I, I'm going to go Miami surprise team, signed a ton of free agents, got the most draft picks. If they're smart, they hit on them draft picks. Tua, Herbert, whatever, at five. Give me a tackle in the 18, 19th pick. Give me a defensive player in the late rounds. Flip-flop however you want. Give me a couple, you know, give me a wide receiver. Give me talent. Give me talent for the Dolphins there. So, surprise, do they make the playoffs? Are they that surprising of a team? I would, as I stand today, I'll take the Bills to win the East. Take the Patriots at ten and six as a wild card. Hell no. And I'll take the Dolphins anywhere from eight and eight to nine and seven, barely missing it this year. Okay. This year. That's what I would take. But you go to the consensus there, everybody's saying, you know, even now the Dolphins are still two or three years away. You know what I mean? I'm there. I think the Bills are overrated. I don't think the Bills hit 500 next year. Woo! Really? I do. Really? I think that they were way overrated. I think that they're not as good as everybody thinks. Hmm. Are you a Josh Allen believer? Uh, Obviously not. (laughs) No, not to the extent that where I think he's going to be a superstar quarterback. Not at all. Superstar or get by. I think that he'll be on a different team in five, six years. Within within five years, I think he'll be on a different team because I don't think he's going to be as effective as what you need as a superstar quarterback because those are the only ones who consistently stay on a team for 10 years. I don't think Josh Allen is that. So my surprise pick, and I don't even know it's a surprise pick because they've been so good for the last, I don't know how the Patriots. I think people are underestimating how good the Patriots are going to be this year. I still, I think they win the division by at least two games. They won't even make the playoffs. I don't care. Who's my head coach? I don't care. So did Belichick? You let's, get, about, let's get into this discussion. No, you want to talk I mean, about a guy flipping quarterbacks? Name one better than Bill Belichick. Andy Reid. True. Nah. I, nah what do you mean, nah? I, Fucking Andy Reid flipped no, everybody I, his mother. But he flipped guys who had better talent. Exactly. Thank you. He flipped better talent. That's all I need to but, hear. That's all I need to hear. Belichick flipped Andy. Belichick fucking flipped Matt Castle to the Chiefs. Flip Matt we Castle, see, and we see how that worked out. That's not Jimmy the G. point. That's what I mean. 
in Belichick's offense, he makes these these guys effective. Brian Hoyer, uh, Jacoby Brissett, Jimmy Garoppolo. I like Jacoby Matt Brissett. Castle. Jacoby Brissett's an average starting NFL quarterback. He got replaced by fucking ninety-year-old Philip Rivers. But you're bro. talking about him flipping backup quarterbacks that, that come in and take the spot for Brady occasionally. Well, he ain't got Brady no more. Who's that's getting- my point, though. He can put plug whoever the fuck you want no, in there, and he's going to figure out a game plan for that day to be most effective. Do you think Bilicek was the only reason them quarterbacks became who they were, or do you think Bilicek and Tom were the reason those quarterbacks became more, who they were? Bro, you're not going to find a bigger Tom Brady fan in Kansas City than me. You're not going to. That's the guy right there. But you cannot deny what he has done – with mediocre talent and be able to flip it. I agree, but I think Tom Brady has a huge impact in no, all of that. I, I, dis- I disagree. He can coach all he wants to, but Tom's the one showing him how to be a quarterback. Who's to say he's even doing that? Though? Belichick ain't what he is as a coach without Tommy B. For sure. For sure. Is he is but, is Brady the quarterback he is without yes, Belichick? Yes, got, yes. Which is what's cool about this yes. year. We fought which I wish this would have happened five years ago when Brady was 35, so, 36. Brady is a better quarterback because then Belichick would be the head coach. I sure. agree. I completely fucking agree. So But I also think You Belich- give me and I just ran down my stats. You give me Andy Dalton. On the Patriots, I'm get, I'm taking them second place in the AFC East with a wild card. You put Andy Dalton on there going, and Bill Belichick's scheme. I'm taking. He's this not going to 10 be. And six. He's not going to be the Andy Dalton that we remember. He's not going to be a superstar. Yeah, he wasn't here. a superstar to begin no, with. No, but listen here. But what I mean is. Dalton's biggest problem has been turnovers. <laughs> no, Dalton's biggest problem. So, Belichick's going to put Dalton in a position to be as successful as he's ever been in his career. Absolutely, because the fucking Bengals would never do that. Exactly. The I, Bengals would never do that as a franchise. Tom Brady couldn't be successful with the shitty wide Palmer, receiver quarterback. Carson Palmer was year. a better quarterback with the fucking Cardinals than he ever was. And the fucking he took the Bengals Bro, the fucking – Patriots have won Super Bowls with a worse fucking Troy Brown was their be lucky to go five hundred. Don't shit on Troy Brown, bro. No, I'm not. But shit on Troy Brown, bro. Dude, might be the best utility player of all time. Absolutely. But receiver, safety, return man. Can you name another guy that was on that team other than Troy Brown winning the Super Bowls? Lawyer Malloy. No, wide receiver wise. (laughs) That's my point. So you can't tell me that. Uh, that's how their system is. Oh, I I agree. Man. I mean, that's how their system is. I agree. So when it comes to that, Tommy Brady, B was set up for success when he walked in through the door. I agree, but he's saying that the reason why Brady struggled, which they were still like a top six passing offense, was that he had no weapons. They've done it before and they've won Super Bowls. Belichick does. Belichick. Check coaches around his roster. Where was his roster at last year? Defensive heavy. For the first 10, 11 games, dude, they was averaging less than 10 points per game against them. So they went that route. 
So I think they stick to that. You find a serviceable quarterback, and Belichick can game plan offensively based on whoever he's playing for that particular week. They're lucky to go 500. How much are we betting, bro? So you're saying they won't go at 500? No, they'll be lucky to. Okay, let's put something on this. And we'll call even 500 a wash to where if they go 500, neither of us owe anything. They go 500. We'll talk about it once the draft's over. All right, because we can I do want that. to see what the, No, what we can do that. That seems, seems good. So, all right. I want to see who they pick up as their damn quarterback. Because I don't think Belichick is, is God like you do, obviously. Bro, he might be the best fucking head coach of all time. You're probably Tom Brady is his quarterback for. I agree, and that's why they were as dominant. It's like having Phil Jackson and Michael Jordan as head coach. I get it, but he's starting all over. Not all over, but he's starting fresh. He's got a. It's not going to be a wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, first year out the gate type bullshit. It's going to be. It's going to take time. He's not going to come out with Andy Dalton and fucking go to the playoffs. Yes, he will. Oh, yes, he will. Yes, he will. I, I've heard this in a mock draft or two, and this is something that came across my mind. What if fucking uh, Patriots traded up for Tua or Herbert? Oh, now that I could see. I couldn't see that. I don't see the Patriots don't trade equity like that. They don't trade draft equity. Right. I but, know, but, but they you're also coming off of something have, that's unknown. Yeah, they also you know I mean? always have. You've a always had a franchise quarterback sitting but in the main. In that unknown, don't you have arrogance? I picked up Tom Brady in the sixth round. Right. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I think but they, they were sitting on Bledsoe at that time. Yeah. They were sitting on Bledsoe at that I time. Agree. You know I agree. I agree. But it's it's one of those things where I, I, think, Belichick, I think Belichick has air to it to where, like, he could roll with what he has now and AFC East because all the other three teams, the idea of them is better than they're actually going to be. Right. In my opinion. You think Cam might go there? I think that would be great for Cam. I do too. I, I think that's going to be I, personality his. wise. I can't see it. No, I don't see that. They're too. I I see Dalton. I see Dalton going for a third round pick to the Patriots. I see Cam signing with Miami, Jacksonville, or the Chargers. If the Chargers don't get Herbert or two at six pick, then they're going to take. They're going to go. I go, can go, see go, that. Go the camera. What the Chargers are in that Tyrod Taylor basket, bro. You know what I mean? So Supposedly. They might be trying to throw some motherfuckers off in the draft, too, though. And they could. Because <laughs> that's all the fucking draft is, is a smokescreen at this Anthony point. Anthony Lynn. Especially at this know. point. You're fucking like four a... days out from the draft. This is the biggest smokescreen that this sure. fucking table is right now. I mean, it's <laughs> fucking a smokescreen. There's so many people talking shit. GM's talking shit right, right now. Just like, yeah, we plan on doing this with this other guy when it's never even been brought up. I think that they def- the Chargers have something up their sleeve. I think they're pulling a trick out of this basket for sure because River. Unless you got some bumps up your sleeve. But my surprise team, thanks for asking, guys. 
I don't know if it would be. A, I don't know if it's really technically a surprise, but I'm gonna go the other end of your Patriots, and I'm gonna go the fucking Tampa Bay Bucks. I think they make a hard run to the Super Bowl. Hard run. I hope so, dude. I'm a Brady fan. I hope he puts out numbers, and that does happen. I absolutely. I hope you're right. I think they're a playoff. How how do they not put up numbers with that wide receiver core? You never know, man. I I just because the NFC South. Period. I get it. That's that might be the toughest division this year in football. I get it, but look what they did with Jameis and Godwin and. Evan still put up those numbers. Oh no, James. Cameron Bray, yeah, OJ Howard. Yeah, right. they have. They he has. I think Brady's going to put up better numbers than he had last year. For I sure. think Brady's probably going to put up the best numbers he's ever. Put. The most no, he's had fifty been, touchdowns. The most he's, he's not having. Dude, you don't I think hope so? you're right. He's not having fifty. The, the, the most exciting thirty-five is my match. The, mo- for Brady. the most no exciting way. thing about that is we're going to see fucking. Uh, Brady versus Breeze twice a year. That's the most exciting thing, but uh, ready to fucking. I think Brady's ready for, this, ready for this draft. That way, we have a better idea of where every team is about to be. Nope. I think so. Brady is gonna help in Matty Ice's career because that's four losses. So how are we looking on the talking dynasty post draft, dude? What's that? Talking Dynasty post draft next weekend. Let's go. It's every. It's either Friday. Let's go. Can't miss it. It'll be so. mid draft. Let's go. Yeah, mid draft. It, it might be mid draft. Yeah. Let's draft go. Let's go. Fucking here. on uh, Saturday. I, I, I yeah, thought, we'll go live on Saturday. Yeah, thought, we'll go. We'll go first round Thursday, second third round rounds four through seven on Saturday. We'll I, analyze. I thought we All was right. podcasting for the the draft itself. Well, I can't do the whole draft. Is in the house. Yeah, next Saturday during the draft, we'll have the next thing. Not only that, the first three rounds will be done, and that draft will be going on. We'll be able to kind of have a form and opinion and just kind of see where each and everybody goes. So uh, on that note, uh, any last words before we go up to the draft? 2020 Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl champions. Chiefs heavy. Offense and first round, and then heavy defense. So I'm not even going fucking NFL Chiefs related. Just disappointed you even talked about Mizzou and gave them props. Jesus Christ Almighty! Mizzou, Rock Rock Chalk, Chalk, Jayhawk.